Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties 2. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I love dogs and cats and the people who care about them. Every week I talk with authors and pet experts to expand our understanding and appreciation of the animals sharing our planet. To hear earlier episodes of this show and download podcasts of other informative pet talk radio shows that I co-host with top veterinarians and experts, please go to the website for RadioPetLady.com. Dog Talk is a production of Pet Media Inc., which is solely responsible for its content. I also produce the Dog Film Festival, sponsored by the Petco Foundation, which travels the country celebrating the love between dogs and their people and benefiting the animal welfare groups that bring them together. More information is at dogfilmfestival.com. This show is brought to you with the generous support of Waruva, a family-owned pet food company named after their rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva's owners want to feed their own pets and yours with ingredients that are good enough for people to eat, using the same care, ingredients, and facilities where they make food for people. You can find pouches and cans of their cats in the kitchen, their more economical BFF, Best Feline Friend, and all varieties of Waruva for dogs wherever fine natural pet foods are sold. This show is also supported by Canine Advantix 2, a proud sponsor of the Dog Film Festival. Fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes can be a pain, and their bites can transmit diseases. Did you know that many products require fleas and ticks to bite your dog to die? But not Canine Advantix 2. It kills fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes through contact. No biting required. Help protect your dog with Canine Advantix 2, available from pet specialty retailers and veterinarians. Canine Advantix 2 is for use on dogs only. More information at canineadvantix.com. So this is my very special first ever holiday show. We don't have on NPR, we didn't have a Christmas Day show or a Christmas Eve Day show because they had Christmas programming around the clock. But to the people that love the show and love to know who I know and who I meet and what I stumble upon in the dog world, I have somebody really special spending this holiday time with us, Tracy from Batavia, Ohio has a pack of dogs that seems to get larger and smaller and larger and smaller, but never really small. (laughs) And every year, Tracy does a video of herself trying to pose these dogs for her Christmas photo. And it is the most amazing thing you ever saw. Most of the dogs are bullies of some kind, boxers of some kind, but there's many others. And Tracy herself is going through a very tough chemo treatment for colorectal cancer, and in the middle of this, is still making the video, still making her Christmas picture, and loving life and loving these dogs. And I just think that your story, Tracy, and your life is such a great inspiration to people, and and in in some most peculiar way, is more holiday than any holiday tree can be. So thank you for taking time out from managing this enormous pack to talk about how these dogs came into your life and and also to wish you an extremely happy, merry holiday, Christmas, and everything else, and, and great good luck with your cancer treatment, obviously. Oh, thank you. You have a bunch of bull terriers in your picture, and you always have had bull terriers. Um, I have three currently. Um, at one point, uh, a few years ago, I had four. Two of them were uh, retired breeders from a kennel situation, and... Uh, they were both a little bit older when I got them, and they've passed on uh, a few years ago. But I still have um, the two uh, that I got as younger dogs, and then the one that I most recently rescued 
um, the red and white one, Angus, that I just got a month ago. And they're absolutely gorgeous. And mixed in are many boxers. What I what I love the most is, is how you first got into rescuing dogs and how you wound up with this pack that's full of French bulldogs and bull terriers and boxers and then a few, like, powder puff dogs. So talk a little bit about how you how you came into this world. Uh, well, I've just, I've always loved dogs. Um, growing up as a kid, my mom and I lived in apartments, so I couldn't have a dog. Um, my aunt, or not my aunt, my, um, grandma and grandpa had a dog that my cousin had found as a stray. So she was kind of sort of my dog, but she, you know, lived at their house and right. I only got to see her when I was at their house. So when I moved out of my mom's house when I was 18, moved in with my boyfriend, now husband, um, way back when in 87. Um, Congratulations on a... your marriage because any marriage that sticks <laughs> together you. and has at one point 22 dogs in the household with you, that is a real marriage. So do go on. <laughs> he is a wonderful man. My husband Dave is, is one of the best. I love He's, that. You know, one of the few great ones out there. That's so great. Um, but I got a, uh, a puppy when we lived in the apartment that uh, we shared together in Dayton. And that was my, my first dog of my very own. She was a little Sheltie Dachshund mix named, named Sadie. And she was a great little dog. Um, and when we moved into a house, we got a couple of Great Danes. And <laughs> moved, then we moved to Cincinnati and got uh, our first boxer. And then uh, a couple rescue boxers. And it kind of went from there. Jake was my first true rescue dog. Um, he was the lab boxer mix that I got when we were living in Cincinnati. And... Um, uh, over on the west side, and he was—he had a rough start in life, but uh, he ended up living till about fourteen. That was 15, amazing. And, uh, what I what I love is when you yeah. said that you're in a, in a note to me to fill me in on who all the characters, the cast of characters are. You said um, first you had Jake, and then a couple of boxers, and most of your dogs have been rescues in some way. Also, many are scratch and dents. Now that is so funny because yeah. I actually got a, a dishwasher that was a scratch and dent. And when we get dogs, what do we mean by that? That there's a, there's some reason that somebody else doesn't want them. They're just, there's something they aren't quite they're, right. They're supposedly flawed in some way or have a disability. Um, I've had several, uh, deaf dogs. I've had four, um, three of them were French bulldogs. Two, um, one of them I have still currently. He's Squish, my, my main therapy dog. Um, and my white boxer, Hazel, is the other deaf one that I currently have. And she also has a crooked spine, Ooh. a cleft nose and lip, a googly-shaped head, and she's deaf. So she, wow. she's all, and how did all she, kinds of And how did she come to you? I got her through Boxer Rescue. I nice. volunteer with Greater Ohio Boxer Rescue. And um, I guess it's been, what, eight years ago? Or no, nine years ago. Cause she's ten now, I believe. Um, so nine years ago, I went up to the boxer bash that we do, um, most, almost every year. We've had to miss a couple of years, but, um, the boxer bash, which we do in Dayton at a park up there. And I run the kissing booth with several of my dogs <laughs> and they give kisses for donations. And when I got there that day, um, somebody that had fostered, uh, Bertha, a boxer that I had adopted from boxer rescue previously, they were there next to a crate that had this funny looking boxer in it and i asked i said what is her deal <laughs> and he said oh she's all jacked up and he told me told me all about her and she had been uh pulled from the shelter in dayton and they figured she was about six months old and it was really 
amazing that the breeder didn't put her down. And the only thing we can figure is that the breeder must have given her to somebody. And then that somebody must have dumped her at the shelter. And then it's amazing that the shelter didn't put her down um, because she was literally almost a horseshoe shape when they uh, pulled her from the shelter. She couldn't go up or down even two steps without falling down. She had to eat from elevated food and water bowls. And they had her for about six months when I saw her at the Boxer Bash. And I talked to Rachel about her, which is the director of Go Boxer Rescue. And I said, you know, tell me not to take that dog home today, Rachel. (laughs) So she gets on the intercom and says, guess what, everybody? (laughs) Hazel's going home with Tracy today. (laughs) Unbelievable. That's what I said. Oh, my God. Within about six or seven months, I had her doing uh, beginner agility. And Come last on. year she had her first agility show um, because deaf dogs weren't allowed to show in AKC until last year. So last October, or I'm um, sorry, um, last October they were allowed to show in um, AKC in agility and rally. And so in March or May, boxer show is in May. Well, when you yeah. have ten dogs, in, in when early you... May, I I did her first uh, rally performance. She got she qualified in both of her rally runs, and she also uh, did just a jumpers run in agility, and she she did okay. She knocked uh, you know being ten years old now, she had to jump a sixteen inch course preferred, Aww. and she went under most of the jumps successfully. Bless her, <laughs> and uh, knocked a couple of down that she went over, but she she completed the course and everybody was cheering her on cuz she's got a lot of lot of fans in boxer rescue. And also and she had community. she had this spine that was so compromised that yeah. she couldn't even go up and down stairs. How did you manage to get her through that challenge? Well, she had straightened out a little bit while they had her in foster care for six months. And then um, my doggy chiropractor, Dr. Like, who is amazing, he uh, worked on her regularly. And, um, you know, that helped to straighten her out. And also just, you know, running around and being a dog, you know, being able to stretch her, her body amazing. out and run and play. Our, our yard is about an acre fence. So when it's nice out, you know, they get to run and play and you know, of course, go out there to go to the bathroom and stuff. But other than that, they're in the house. But I was out there watching her after I'd had her about five or six months, and she's just running this huge circle around everybody, you know, in between the swing set and wow. the house, just thundering through there, leaping over dogs that got in her way. She could jump up and down off the couch and everything. So I'm like, there's no reason you can't do agility. That is so, so cool. I, I mean, I, and I think I grew up for beginner agility. <laughs> a real inspiration to people who have dogs with physical disabilities, sometimes you just let them be a dog and protect them as much as you can, but encourage them. And the fact that you can do chiropractic, that you can have the time and the, and, and find a way to have the money to give your dogs that kind of holistic care, not just traditional care is pretty extraordinary, Tracy. I get several of them get done. Um, each time that the chiropractor comes, he comes to my house about every two months and I invite, you know, anybody that I know that wants to bring their dogs over to get done and, you know, he adjusts them as well. And he does give me a price break on mine, of course, for, you know, hosting the event every couple of months. And also but, because um, you have 10 to 20 dogs, most of which are rescues and fosters. <laughs> and I think that's something that, that gets a lot of support, I would hope, from, from the yeah. community. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk okay. about how you've also had the time to get your dogs certified with your mom and takes a lot of these dogs 
as certified therapy dogs to visit the community. You're pretty amazing. We'll be right back after this quick break. (laughs) This show is made possible in part by Precious Cat Litter, owned by Dr. Elsie, whose life has been devoted to wellness for kitty cats. He has his own cats-only clinic in Colorado and has devoted his life to inventing innovative litters for the health of all members of the family, with low-dust litters that allow everyone to breathe easier. Precious Cat's newest health monitor litter has broken new ground. It allows you to find the early signs of kidney disease in your cat and make changes before damage is done. Dr. Elsie's company also cares about people's health and has given millions of dollars to cancer research looking for a cure for multiple myeloma. This show is also brought to you by Ollie, a brand new dog food freshly made in a USDA kitchen from real human-grade ingredients without preservatives, artificial flavoring, or byproducts. Ollie meals are gently cooked in small batches, then flash frozen and delivered right to your door on a regular schedule. No more trips to the store. Ollie meals are vet formulated to create a nutritionally balanced meal and customized to meet your dog's individual needs. Finicky eater? No problem. Ollie will give you a full refund if your dog doesn't love his food. Meals arrive ready to defrost in portioned, ready-to-serve trays. You can design your dog's ideal meal at myollie.com. I am back with Tracy in Batavia, Ohio, and this amazing pack of dogs. You have got to see the video of her lining them up, so many dogs, to get her holiday picture. She does it every year. I've been Tracy, I've been seeing this picture and this video from you for as long as I can remember even being in this business and being in awe <laughs> of it. And this year, there were so many dogs, and I can't make one dog sit still and have me leave and go take a picture. <laughs> And how many are in that picture? Like a dozen. It's unbelievable. Yeah. What, what yeah, about those little powder there. puff dogs? How, who are they? How did they come into the picture? Uh, those are my aliens. That's Roger and Katie. <laughs> um, Roger the male is the first Chinese crested that I got, and he was actually given to me by a friend that I know through Boxer Rescue while she was trying to place him for a friend of hers that needed to find him a new home. And I took him for a couple of weeks to try and help her find him a home, and I fell in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wound up with a mate for him. And then the other one, the female, I got her um, just a couple of years, well, about a year and a half ago through a friend of a friend that I ran into at my vet's office. And I ended up uh, getting her from their family. She had belonged to their mother and she had passed away. I'll be so. darned. So there's a lot of ways that dogs are, are entering your home, entering your yeah, world. Yeah, both of those didn't come from bad situations. You know, they just... But they needed a home. Homes that they... But- they needed a new home. Some of my others have, have come from bad situations. And some of my other, I forgot to tell you, my other scratch and dents, I've also had about <laughs> four one-eyed dogs. One really? I have now. And um, I also have my little peanut, which is a French bulldog with, we thought she had degenerative myelopathy, but it turns out we think now that it's actually a disc issue. But she's not been able to use her back legs. They haven't cooperated with her for about nine years now. And she won't Ooh, use wow. a wheelchair. So wow. she drags herself around, but she gets she gets around all right, and she she defends her bed and her food dish from all be dogs darned. They get too rowdy around her. She <laughs> drags herself around with her front legs, and she won't accept any wheels. No, she will not use. She'll 
for a treat, she'll use the wheels, but she doesn't want to, and she won't I'll use be it unless darned. there's a treat for her to, to come and get, and then she stopped doing that after a little while, too. She's perfect. So She's much she, hyper to drag herself around. Well, talk about yeah. certifying some of these dogs as therapy dogs. Um, therapy Pets of Greater Cincinnati, which is a Pet Partners affiliate, you and your mom right. – uh, have have these dogs certified and you how do you have the time and the energy to then you know make these appointments and go to these locations where they want a therapy dog that's a full-time job right there yeah i wish i could do that as a full-time job um if i could find somebody to sponsor me to do that that'd be awesome <laughs> but, but as it is i um get to do most of their therapy work they get to do actually while i'm doing my job which is cleaning fish tanks around the city for aquatic interiors and most of the places that i clean fish tanks at welcome the dogs in so we get to visit with whoever we see on our way to and from the fish tanks at the different places and um, you know, whoever, uh, you know, like requests a visit. If somebody says, you know, my uh, dad is down in this room, can you come and see him? You know, we'll go and visit with them. But other than that, most of it is around and on the way to and from the fish tank. But we do some other just therapy visits um, on occasion also. Um, there's a nursing home, Meadowbrook Nursing Home in Montgomery that we go to a couple of times a month. Um, for about an hour or two and we also go to schools and talk to kids about what therapy dogs do and some of the times we we go to like a science day where they have um, uh, groups of the kids come in um, they rotate them around like the different classes will come through and spend like 45 minutes to an hour with us and our therapy dogs and we give a whole presentation and then turn them loose on the dogs and let them pet them and Amazing. And, I mean, what I, what I think that. that you, you and your mom are taking two or, or maybe a bit more dogs to these locations and you've got to get them in the car and you've got to figure out how to leave everybody yeah. else at home <laughs> and make sure they're all copacetic yeah. <laughs> and they've been out and they've peed and they've drunk and they ate and they, if anybody fights, they're separated, I imagine, from each other. Or maybe they never fight. And then you go to this place and then you do it and then you drive home. And now you have to deal with all the other dogs at home that didn't get to go, and they're jealous, and they're hungry, and they're excited. And yeah, they're it, used to it. <laughs> it's just amazing. They know whoever gets chosen is who gets to go that day. And, and that's there's, it. there's also another great uh, um, project that we do um, several times a year. It's the Future Vet Program through Banfield oh. uh, down at the Cincinnati Children's Museum here in Cincinnati. And we go down there, and the kids get a free, free stethoscope that the um, – Banfield gives them and, really? they, and it actually works. It's a plastic stethoscope, but it does work. And they get to listen to the dog's heartbeats and listen to their breathing and talk to a real vet or a vet tech that comes. Um, and it's in the little vet clinic down in the children's museum. That's, so that's a great fun, idea. Uh, event that we do on a regular basis. Um, so, totally. One of the incredible. cool things. Um, I'm sorry. It's, it's totally incredible that you have time to do all this and, and you're still making a living cleaning fish tanks. Which has yep. to be very time-consuming also. Yeah, mostly the driving to and from yeah. different accounts. <laughs> driving all around the city takes uh, about half of my day. That's a <laughs> that's a really inter- interesting profession because it's not one that you think of much. And all, it sounds like a lot of them are in public spaces. They must be gigantic yeah, fish Yeah, there's tanks. a lot of them in um, nursing homes and hospitals. There's uh, quite a few in businesses and in people's homes. Um, I'll be darned. Also. So kind of all over the city. 
So cool. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about what it's like to, to deal with a cancer diagnosis and now treatment and, and what the dogs do for you and how you keep doing for them while you're going through this. Okay. We'll be right back. This show is brought to you with the generous support of Halo, holistic, natural dog and cat foods, which are made from real ingredients you can recognize. Halo uses real meat in their kibble, no rendered byproducts, chicken meal, or chemicals. And their new grain-free recipes like Vigor give you even more healthy choices for your pet's dinner, while Daily Greens bring vitamins and digestive enzymes into your dog's diet. Halo is a private company, partly owned by Ellen DeGeneres, where they emphasize giving back by making donations to shelters through freekibble.com for pets awaiting a forever home. This show is also brought to you with the generous support of Nordic Naturals, omega-3 fish oil products that provide dogs and cats with the same premium quality omega-3 fish oils as for people. Research shows that even the best diets are deficient in the essential fatty acids found in omega-3 oils. However, not all fish oil is created equal. The Nordic Naturals difference is that their oil comes from Norway, where they use responsibly sourced healthy wild fish and third-party testing to guarantee purity and freshness. We are back. Tracy, talk about, to the extent that you're comfortable doing it, what it's like to get such a a scary diagnosis and have to have a port implanted surgically and now going through chemo and and how you deal with, oh, my God, now my husband, if I get sick or I get weak and I'm not going to have the income for some, maybe for some amount of time and my husband's got now all these dogs to think about. And, you know, do you, do you worry a great deal or how do you keep from worrying? Many of us have one dog or two dogs and if are, we're thrown off by something as as intense as getting a cancer diagnosis, I imagine people just kind of have a meltdown and you've got a much bigger responsibility and you're handling it with such ease. Well, um, the way I look at it is, you know, this, it is what it is and freaking out about it isn't going to help anything. And the dogs need me, my friends and family need me. So I'm just going to beat it. <laughs> so Good that's for pretty you. much all you, all you can do. But, um, you know, the dog's, are here for me. My friends and family are here for me. Um, when I have the surgery, um, after the chemo and radiation, I'll be, uh, in the hospital for a few days and, um, my husband will, you know, take on more of the role of taking care of the dogs that I normally do most of and our good friend, Sharon, um, that's, I babysit her dog each day. So she's very familiar with my pack and my pack knows her and she knows the routine and, uh, everything. She was a big help last year when I had two surgeries and was in the hospital and she'll be helping this year also. when when I have my upcoming surgery in a few months and, uh, helping to medicate and feed and let the dogs out and all that kind of stuff. Because and these dogs the are not, and the goats too. Oh, the horse and the goats. Horse and goats too. <laughs> we didn't even get into that. Oh my God. So, and so a lot of these dogs being older and having disabilities, having issues, there must be a huge chart of who gets what, when, Yes, sometimes there's more medication needing to be given than other times. Um, Right now, it's not too bad. I've only got three of them on medication at the moment. So that'll be much easier to to have her do. Uh, Last year when she was having to help my husband do it, there was one dog in particular was on chemo and um, antibiotics and a bunch of different medications. And so she she definitely required a chart. And um, we had... uh, we had a chart with several, uh, there was a bunch of pills having to be given last year. So it'll be much easier this year. 
Well, um, talk about Squish, your your deaf French bulldog, and and how he's been a comfort to you during last year's surgeries and this year the cancer treatments that you're going through. He goes to all of your appointments with you. Yeah, yeah. I could I can actually I can bring really any of the the registered therapy dogs to all of my appointments, but Squish is my go-to guy cuz for one thing he's small, so you know, he doesn't take up a lot of space, but also he's he's very used to to going places and doing this and he just he'll chill out on my gurney while we were, you know, in pre-op. Um he chills out while we're in post-op. He laid on my uh um, treatment chair um, down on my legs uh, when I was getting chemo on Wednesday. So he's he's just very at ease, you know, in all these situations. And he usually just kind of falls asleep when he's not being paid attention to by everybody. He just falls asleep and, you know, none of the noises going on bother him. So it's amazing. So he just chills. And, and when and <laughs> when you, great pictures of him. <laughs> and when you're going in, and I, I'm going to post those as well. And when you're doing the sur- when you have scans and when you're having surgery, then your mom stays with him out in the waiting room. But he he's there for you. Yeah. And when you come into post-op, he's right there for you. Yeah, he's there. And then they put him up in bed with me in post-op. And wow. But yeah, she sits with him in, in the waiting rooms for scans or for surgeries or anything. And uh, uh, last week when they were uh, doing my PET scan before they put my port in, she needed to get something to eat and, you know, you can't take the dogs into the cafeterias because of, you know, the health regulations or whatever. Um, So my friend Emily was going to come down and babysit him just while she went and um, got some lunch, but she wasn't sure she'd be out of a meeting that she had to do in time. So I said, Oh, that's okay. I'll ask the girls down in the cancer center behind the desk. Cause I clean their fish tank. I've been doing it for <laughs> like 15 years. I've been cleaning their fish tank and now. I'm oh my gosh. But, um, so anyway, so I went down there before we went to the pet scan and I mentioned it to them and they said, Oh no, Emily can't watch him. We're, we'll fight her for him. We're, oh. we're going to watch him down here. They said, leave him here with us behind the desk. What so a great dog. Lap and he was greeting patients. And <laughs> I'm sure he so, cheered yeah. up a lot of people so, in that cancer department. So if somebody were diagnosed with cancer and their dog was mm-hmm. not yet a certified therapy dog, if they got the dog certified, it, does it depend on the hospital whether they will allow the dog to stay with you as much as Squish has stayed with you? Or is that pretty much normal? If a dog is certified as a therapy dog? certified, yeah, and, and well-behaved, which, you know, to be a certified therapy dog, they pretty much need to be well. That's right. Um, it is kind of up to the facility. Most of them nowadays are, excuse me, most of them are pretty open to it. Um, Christ Hospital is extremely dog friendly. Um, you know, I've been going there for years with my therapy dogs and we're allowed in pretty much all areas of the hospital except the ORs and the uh, cafeteria. They uh, even welcome them into the the heart center and the ICU wow. and wow. Um, pretty much everywhere. So, so it's so, yeah, an interesting. It, it is it's, some hospitals have stricter uh, rules right. that uh, you know and areas that they are and are allowed in and are not allowed in. But Christ is one of the more um, open hospitals. Well, very, I'm very very dog friendly. Really happy for you that you've been able to do that. I've been been helping to support the American Humane Association has a wonderful project that we've. I've talked about on Dog Talk a number of times with the with the lead researcher in which they're studying. Mm-hmm. It's called the Childhood Cancer and Canine Therapy Study or some such name. Oh, but they're cool. basically, in a very scientific way, measuring 
the comfort level of children going through cancer treatment and their families, but mm-hmm. particularly the kids, and being able to have yeah. a therapy dog with them. And it's pretty obvious that it's easier for them, less stressful, you know, altogether oh, yeah. better. Um, and one of the reasons they're doing that is so there will be this scientific proof that can be used in mm-hmm. hospitals that may not be as open-minded, but it, it seems as though you're, you obviously are somebody with an amazing attitude anyway, but given yeah. the intensity of the medical challenges that you've had and the fact that these dogs at home and in the hospital have your back and hold your hand, yeah. um, it's, it's just a wonderful, if, if ever there was the human canine bond in action, I think you and your family are that. Tracy, I wish you just incredible Godspeed and quick recovery and not too many side effects from the chemo and a great outcome at the end. And these dogs are Thank just you. miraculous and, and how you've given them homes and how you've trained them and given them a home that isn't chaos, but has order and dignity and respect each for each other is a beautiful thing to see in the video and in the picture. So. I send you. Thank you. I do have to say there is chaos sometimes. Well, I would hope to tell you that's a lot of dogs, but it's pretty impressive. I'll say that. Thank you so much for being with us and sharing your story and the story of these dogs. And I know everyone is going to love seeing the photos and the video. Thank you so much. Happy New Year and Merry Holidays to everybody. And we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. 